Sante Miguel Archangeli, defende nos en proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diabole esto proelsidium. Imperete et Deus, supleges de pregamor. Tuque, princeps melices celestes. By the power of God, thrust into hell Satan, and with him, those evil spirits who prowl about the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. Holy shit, boys. I am so fucking excited. What are you excited about? I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped because we are making the next steps in this podcast to make it the best that we can make it. We have done so much stuff to help improve this. We have bought new equipment. I hope you guys can hear sound quality because this is freaking fantastic. But I'm also very excited because I listened to a song from Blue Oyster Cult, Take Me Away. And man, I can't wait to talk about aliens. (laughs) I... I've never listened to Blue Oyster Cult except for Rock Band. We used to do Rock Band as kids. Really? Yeah. So f- don't fear the Reaper. That's, That's the only thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Wow. Don't fear the Reaper. And they're called Greys. No, oh well, a certain. Well, sense. okay. Yeah. We're not yeah. talking. There is we're so waiting many. Till, we're waiting until the weird series comes out. <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait. But we do sound better. I think. Oh, I, I think we do. I can hear a difference. Adrian, what do you think? Yeah, we sound okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still like three weird dudes just talking in mic, yeah. but hey, whatever. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome to Stuck in This Purgatory. I'm Chase, and joining me in Purgatory, as always, is the freshly cleaned and shaved Hunter. Yeah, I got an interesting uh, interesting story to tell. Well, okay, well, hold on. And then also joining me is the child, KFA. This kid, I swear to God, I want to know what it looks like in Christmas for him. Because any time that he has like a gift in his hand or something crazy... The, I'm just going to call him the fidget spinner. He's the fidget spinner from now he does. on. You hand him something. And he just instantly yeah. opens it and starts fucking with it. Olivia gives us this sacred charm bag. We hand it to him. He's like, oh, what's in here? What's in this box for me? Okay. And then he thinks he can just open it. I'm like, yeah. no. And unleash the unholy curses she's placed upon us. No, no no one told me I couldn't open the bag. I figured it was a gift. So you usually open gifts. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's a fucking bag. It's wrapped a charm up. bag. <laughs> we have to seal the magic within to unlock our potential. Why disrespect it? Yeah, I didn't disrespect it. A guy. I loved it. A goddamn donut. I mean, yeah, we actually, actually absolutely do love it. So thank you very yeah, much, Olivia. That you, was Olivia. very nice of you. It was very thoughtful. Very, very thoughtful. You guys want to hear my story really quick? Yeah, I do want to hear it. It's really short. Okay. I can't decide if I want to shave the mustache or not. So I no, stood in front of the mirror. Shave it. Just Don't. looking at it. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know what I was thinking about today? I didn't do it. We were at the convention, and the guy was talking about pork chops, and I want Chase to do a fucking <laughs> pork chops. I'll do it just for you, because Becca does want me to shave. <laughs> she says, I'm at the prickly stage now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's that fine line between soft, you know, prickly, like clean shaven, nice baby's butt, and then that death-defying knives on your face, oh, my God. and then soft. I've got like three that hang out right on the like oh. edge of my lip. That even poke my ass. Oh. <laughs> so I have to go plug those motherfuckers oh out. My God. Oh, that's annoying as fuck. That's awesome. Oh my God. Well, you know what else is annoying as fuck? Poltergeist. They are actually annoying. Seriously. The more that we have talked about Poltergeist on this series, and to remind you listeners, we are doing a multi-part series. Each story is a little bit different. We started with an intro of Poltergeist history, and now we're diving into some more uh, isolated incidents. Uh, poltergeist fucking suck. Yeah, they're fucking wild. I'm going to be bold and say, fuck, fuck a poltergeist. So this one is interesting. And before we explain what it is, I want to tell you this is another one we saw on Discovery Plus. I saw, and I showed these guys, and I was like, we have to do it on this. Can I have your Discovery Plus, please? No, you fucking steal everything from me, asshole. <laughs> it's because you have everything. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, you know I what? I gave you Paramount Plus, and you did not provide the cake we specified. Okay, I need to admit oh, wait, publicly. What kind hey, of hey, cake hey, are we talking hey, about? Hey, hey. I need to admit publicly. I felt so bad. I remember laying in bed, drunk with Dominique, and I was like, "I forgot Becca's cake." I literally forgot Becca's cake. I'm like, I can't believe she didn't say something. She didn't say anything. I feel horrible. You want to know why? Because she said it to me, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, baby." Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Because I owe her a cake, which I haven't seen her in a while. But I am full of planning on bringing her a fucking cake Deal. for Paramount Plus and for Disney Plus. Name your price: <laughs> seven dollars a month. Okay. <laughs> great investment. Great investment. All right, all right, all right. Um, fuck. What is the name of the show? 
Oh, it's a weird name. It's like Paranormal Unsolved. What is it? It's Unexplained or something like that? It's Paranormal Captured. Paranormal oh, Captured. Yes, yes. See, man, this is why I be keeping around. He's my remembering He's, box. That was, that was, hey, that was a KFA fact check. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've also introduced the KFA fact check. We have upgraded our soundboard. We now have on-demand fucking sound effects. <laughs> These, great. these guys have been having too much fun with this. Oh man, we spent like thirty minutes fucking around on this shit. Me and Chase, me and Chase have some audio background, so we are a little little geeky about this. So we just subjugate a- Adrian to listen to all of our weird shit. Oh my Well, goodness. the crazy thing is, I went to gu- Guitar Center and I went and bought this Chandler for us, and they didn't even let me open it. And now this is why we're having the conversation about it. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> we're, let's get back to the poultry guys. I'm what sure are we they're... talking about today? Okay, so on Paranormal Captured. I saw this video and I was immediately intrigued by this because there is so little information on this specific topic. I'm going to say from the top, I am just going to take out all my speculation that I previously have stated. And I am going to stand on a pedestal that literally this is 100% real. Poultry guys are real. And there's nothing you can fucking say to tell me otherwise, because I kind of actually do believe that this, this one's, real this one this one was approached scientifically as well as it was investigated paranormally i have to agree with you chase on this one we see a bunch of videos on the internet on tiktok on instagram on reels all that shit and it the, most of the time they you're like yeah somebody pushed that somebody i mean you posted one on reddit adrian and <laughs> the hate we got like show the backside why do you have a fucking you know nice dresser on like, the middle of a goddamn room we didn't take the video asshole it's not we just found it. we're just trying to provoke thought here we're trying to evolutionize as a country here or world but you know that's poltergeist so without further ado the barnsley poltergeist ooh so let's let's get behind the exact location of the Barnsley Poltergeist. We're going to go into the history of the great town of Barnsley, which is located in South Yorkshire, which is in the United Kingdom. I do want to say, sorry to interrupt you, and I'm sure you're probably going to say this, but there is a lot of paranormal activity in the UK. Like, I don't know what it is about those freaking British... A-holes, but... It's an ancient place. But, you know what, actually? Light bulb. That's going to be my fucking thing. Light bulb. Light bulb? Yes. Like a noise associated with light bulb? Yes, yes. It should be that noise in Phasmophobia when you die, that that crack. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You know what? So there is actually... You can go to a map. It's a plague map of the UK and other places where the Black Black Plague Plague was. And you can find where all the old burial sites are. I wonder... I wonder if this this area is near a uh, plague site. I wonder. That's a great topic that you brought up that I'm going to go through and talk about. Well, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Let me have my moment. (laughs) Okay. Then we'll skip over my little (laughs) brief thing that I was going to bring up. What I want to talk about is the nice... I want to say they call it state. Yeah, Uh, so I guess it's... We're confused. You know, we're old American boys. United Kingdom, country, South Yorkshire, state, Barnsley, Barnsley, city, right? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's correct. Right. I don't know. Okay. It's so, just north of London, you know, or south, fuck, it's south of London. God damn it. I got to look at the map again. Okay. Either way, I do want to bring up how Barnsley is a large market town and is the fourth largest settlement in South Yorkshire. Uh, there, just like Chase has pointed out, there are many places in South Yorkshire that share many of many hauntings, like the Barnsley Antique Center, which we're going to talk about. The most known haunted place in South Yorkshire is another poltergeist hotspot. It is inside of Rottingham's Bizarre Museum of Haunted Objects. The most famous object within this museum is a bridal doll called Elizabeth, which is known for its poltergeist activity as well as many of the same actions Robert the doll is known for. He's uh, doing the Italian hand signals while he's doing <laughs> Apparently this. we're trying to get a TikTok video out of this too. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. That's a me, that's a more. This place is ran by 
two paranormal investigators that collect haunted items and display them for their cult following. Hmm. It is. So that is interesting that you say that. First off, I did not know that they were haunted paranormal collectors. I did not know that. That explains a lot of their shit in this fucking place because it is creepy. I mean, uh, you're 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 talking about. He's the, talking about somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. There's there's uh, all these ties. And where are they located at again? It's in South Yorkshire. So it's this whole Rottingham. fucking town is a hotbed of weird, just weird shit. Dude, we gotta go. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's three major towns here, and they all have like. At least 10 super haunted places. Adrian's Adrian, laughing because we totally Adrian. are cutting his, his prime time. Well, you know, you know, that's what we do here on Stuck in this Purgatory. We derail Adrian. <laughs> well, screw all my notes. <laughs> Fuck your notes. Because <laughs> Chase isn't even listening to me. <laughs> I, read, I read your notes, I'm Adrian. I'm excited. I'm so excited. It's a good, it's just, this is good quality shit, guys. Yes. Okay. Let me go back for our listeners. <laughs> I'm talking about Rottingham. Which is not Barnsley. It's another state within South Yorkshire. Noted. And I'm bringing this up because within the state, there's so many poltergeist activity. And it's, I mean, from a list down, we have, it's like the top 18 places to go visit if you want to go looking for paranormal activity. And the number one place is this Rottenham Bazaar Museum of Haunted Objects. And the reason I bring this up is because we're going to be talking about poltergeist activity and how this state is related to poltergeist activity and why the Barnsley Antique Center is known for its poltergeist activity. Because if you go back to my first fact on it being a large market town and why all of this is just a bunch of bullshit, then you guys will understand. Wow. He just physically physically manifested a pedestal. And emotionally attacked me. Yeah. You should have seen the look in his eyes. He wouldn't even look at me. He just I looked know. right at you. Oh, what did he I'll ever sh- do to you? I guess I'll shut up. <laughs> so we will now focus on the topic that we are talking about today in the large market town of Barnsley, South Yorkshire. The town of Barnsley was first referenced in the book called, I, I want to call it Doomsday. <laughs> But it's Dome's Day. Dome. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> is this a British thing? It's or the Blood it's... Dome. <laughs> wait, let me look at your notes here. What yes, the yes, fuck it are you is. About? It's a, it's a book that was made in a year one zero eight six. The book was the first kind of surveying that the king did to mark where every town was at. Uh, the town is known for their annual markets and consumerism since the early days of eleven hundred. 80. Now it is known for people to go to the town and buy from many different stores, which is where we take off with the Barnsley Antique Center. The Barnsley Antique Center is about 4,000 square feet of showroom that displays many of many antique and vintage items that consumers may want to buy. Uh, this antique center displays many creepy things. I mean, I was going through their Instagram and there yeah. was dolls there. I think I saw this one clip where it was like these three monkeys and they all had tits. Yeah, I I told you. I <laughs> tried to say some. earlier. There's a lot of weird fucking shit in this antique place. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Watch yeah. the video. Oh, the video is fucking money. I want to pull up some pictures of of the the antique shop and the weird inventory that they have acquired. It it's, it's a strange place. Absolutely wild. Well, you're looking through that the the antique center is one is marked down as a top 46 place to go visit in South Yorkshire and it's at a good nice little number of 30 so it's top 30 in places to go visit if you want to go to South Yorkshire yeah i'm showing chase a fucking picture right now there's Look literally a dilapidated buzz light here he's like a zombie there's buzz a picture Lightyear. of the dude from saw yep, jigsaw. and then what the fuck is that other thing like, it's a like dildo a, it's a it's a <laughs> Yes, Chase. It's a dildo <laughs> in an antique shop. It's I mean, an antique. It's an 1820s authentic dildo. Any, wooden. Anything can be a dildo if you wanted to be. <laughs> he ain't lying. That's a that's a that's a Chase fact check. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chase, man. No, it's a clown holding the hammer about to smash somebody upside the head. But I'm telling you, this place is fucking twisted. Look at Blez again. Yeah. It's twisted. <laughs> it's not even the same color. It's like light blue. Easter egg blue. <laughs> but, but why do we care about a measly antique shop, Adrian? 
<laughs> well, because of the known poltergeist activity that has been shown on the TV show, Paranormal Captured. Wild. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I love our awkward pauses. As I'm drinking my beer, I'm like, someone say something. <laughs> I mean, I pre- I said it previously, but fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was what? Okay, Adrian, and I, I'm I'm looking through some stuff here. I I try to find the correlation as we get more into this creepy poltergeist activity. We're gonna get into some events from uh, the owner Danny Parker, who has all this crazy shit that happens at his uh, store. Don't forget the other owner. There's two owners. Yes, Rachel Archer. Jesus Christ. What what did this place used to be? What what was the the Barnsley Antique Centra? So I did find it very difficult because there's not a lot of facts behind the history of this place. But we did find that the site was allegedly an old mill in the 18th century, and then it was turned into a baby care store before Daniel set set up shop. I also found that it could have been a bike store as well. So it it it's very hard to find the history behind what's happening. And so that good. Oh, I was going to say that's why your point behind the Black Death and everything could possibly very much be a case and why they're getting this poltergeist activity because there's like no history whatsoever. None. Well, and so I have a question for you. Maybe you found this, maybe you didn't. I don't know. It's really weird because on the video, the original video I saw, it shows kind of the storefront of the place, right? But when you actually watch the video footage of this place, it almost looks like it's in a basement. Uh, So they do have two levels. Okay. uh, There's a one YouTube video. I'm trying to reference their name it's like experimental paranormal investigators it's something like that hmm. if you type in barnsley antique shop it's like the fifth youtube video down but so they really focus on the basement of it but many of the shop or the people that go visit the shop they're only on the top floor so it it's just a place where they put extra spare items and stuff like that and uh what's also weird that you bring it up is I went into Google Maps because I wanted to understand what this block looked like. And many of the stores are closed. They do have a nice little donut shop. I want to go try. but <laughs> That's perfect. When we What's go, a British donut When we go and like? investigate, yeah. I'm sure it's a very glazed. <laughs> Why would it be very glazed? <laughs> is that an inside joke? I it is. Get? Yes, 100%. <laughs> oh, blimey, mate. So, Hunter, do you want to get us into why the hell... We are talking about Barnsley Antique Center. Okay. Okay. All right. Where to fucking start with this first off? There is so many incidents that have happened at this the shop. Okay. So again, as Adrian corrected me, there's two owners of the store. I thought there was only one. Danny Parker and Rachel Archer own this, um, this antique shop. So they installed a uh, CCTV uh, system inside the, the store and they opened up the store. Shortly after opening, they experienced multiple ongoing paranormal activities, ranging from little things moving to larger things, as we'll talk about. It's absolutely bonkers. So the one I really want to talk about, because this is the one that we it's so hard to debunk, and I it's and I want to debunk it, but I cannot I cannot debunk it. And we will be posting this on Reddit, we'll be posting this on Instagram, all of our social media outlets, we are going to post this video and we want to hear your guys' thoughts within the CCTV video. There's no one in the store. They have a glass cabinet, like a China cabinet door. That's a jar. It becomes a jar and it's opened all the way outward at a 90 degree angle. And in the CCTV video, all of a sudden, nothing around the video, the glass explodes. I'm not talking like someone hit it with a hammer. Somebody cracked it or just, you know, pushed it too hard. It literally explodes into a million pieces from every angle. And just like that, it's it's disintegrated. And I couldn't find anything in that video to explain what was going on. You guys see anything? I, no. And and to back that point up, um, when the paranormal investigator actually gets brought in, which I thought she did a fantastic job. She was great. Um, there was a point in the video that shows that she had this lantern um, with like a glass case around it. And they, they could... They catch this again on CCTV. No one's in the room because what they did is they locked down the shop when she showed up uh, to make sure no one was in there. It was just her and Danny and the film crew. Yes. And in the CCTV footage, you can see the glass on the lantern break. 
and she's been using this theoretically in multiple different uh, occasions on her paranormal ghost hunting. And she only had it lit for a few minutes, yeah. if that. I mean, it wasn't enough to say, okay, maybe the heat caused the glass, but it was at the lower left corner of the glass yeah. and it cracked instantly. And, it, and it's, a, it's a big glass case. Like it's not just tiny, like really close to the heat and it's just a tiny little candle. So that it's just interesting. It, it really backs that up. So I do want to talk about the breakage of the cabinet and the glass Let's because it's it's really crazy. If you watch the video, it's just one cabinet. There's no one near it, and it just spontaneously just breaks out of nowhere. You're like literally out of nowhere. And while I was watching this, I was thinking, why why would glass break like this? Right? You you try to explain it through a scientific way. And this is when I started pulling up a bunch of articles. Well, I found this amazing article by an author named Michael L. Rubert. The article is named Spontaneous Glass Breakage, Why It Happens and What to Do About It. So in, it came out in 2013, and there's many cases around the U.S. and Canada from Toronto, Chicago, Las Vegas, Austin, Texas, and a lot of glass was just spontaneously breaking. So he dives into how glass is made. And when you're making glass, you reheat it and you make this rapid quench. And you keep doing this process until you have a nice window. Well, if you keep quenching it and heating it up, you create a different kind of break that you could have within the within the glass. Right. And he's talking about tempered glass. This is five times stronger than the normal glass that would be seen in the cabinet. Right. So let's just say whoever was making that glass within the cabinet, it it was just that exact time when that, that glass would break. Now, we, we can't just not think about the science behind it because we we could just say oh that's bullshit like that's one out of a million times well what are ghost events one out of a million times so you got this footage and you see this spontaneous glass break and that could be associated with the parent with the poltergeist activity that's happening within the building and i think that's why the glass broke it was just reheated and quenched way too many times and it was time for that thing to break. And I appreciate him putting a little scientific spin on it because it's so spontaneous that how could you explain it? Sometimes you can explain things with wind. One of the incidents that happens, and it's hard to say in our research what timeline actually occurred. Did the glass break after they opened? Like what sign of events did actually happen to, to you know give us a little bit of a chronological order? Sometimes picture frames would fall off, uh, teddy bears, dolls, things would just fall off shelves, right? Sometimes you can explain wind with that, maybe seismic magnetic activity, little things like this, but the glass just shatters, just just randomly. See, and and what I think it is, is the cabinet was just transported over to the building, which could make the most sense on why this damage would happen right when it gets the store opens up. And that's because it could be poor edge quality within the glass. And when you're transporting it on, then that creates spontaneous glass breakage. You know what I think it is, Chase? What? It was a little dark elf, the 22 caliber rifle. <laughs> Bing! Uh, you should know better. They don't allow guns in UK. Oh. <laughs> Fun fact there. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Chase. Um. I'm going to stick with my initial thing that I said right at the top that I believe this is par- this is paranormal. It's poltergeist. So you think the glass is paranormal? I, I do. I um, I don't think that by the way that it completely and absolutely shatters. I mean, to put this in perspective, think about like a car window when you you take one of those window breakers that's got the fine point on it. How it, it literally just shatters the 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 glass completely, one hundred percent. Um, or even if like someone, you see those videos, they drop glass pans that completely spider webs and chatters. This wasn't just like a small piece coming off here and there. This whole fucking thing completely shatters into a, hundreds of thousands of pieces all on the ground. 
How do you explain that? That's not going to happen for one little glass shatter. I know on my car window, I know that, that nowadays they're tempered, so it's different. But, you know, on back in the day, you get a chip on there. Well, okay, it's going to crack to a certain point, but it's only going to take that that piece off to where it spider webs. The weird thing that I will give Adrian a little bit of credit to, because I'm with Chase. I think it's completely paranormal. However, in the video, the door's open. The glass cabinet, the, the door to the cabinet's open. So why was it open? Was there something at play here? I got to play devil's advocate a little bit on this one. Like, could could you shatter glass? I'd, I'd have to re- maybe get us some funding. Get us some Patreon funding here, and we will reenact this fucking scene when you guys watch the video and see if we can recreate this shit. We with, could like, be like the like Mythbusters, but we'll be the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I think people would actually watch that shit if we bust videos that we see and see if we can recreate it in real time. I mean, that'd be dope. All right. There's our next idea. Fund it. Okay, so another another incident I want to talk about because the the glass breaking is is one of the one of the more intense ones, uh, and remember this is all the CCTV video stuff. So this is is intriguing stuff because we can assume we can hope these aren't tampered with. But one one in, uh, instance that happened in the the shop was a boy and his father were perusing around the shop, and the boy. Uh, pointed out a picture of a skull. The kid was really into skulls. He told his dad, I, I think I'd like to buy this. And the dad pulled it off the shelf, looked at it and put it back and said, let's look around some more. And then if you decide to buy it, we'll go get it. And they, uh, the dad started to walk away and the kid kind of stood and kept looking. And it's all on CCTV, started looking at the picture and it literally fell off. It like pushed itself off the shelf and landed in front of the kid as he started to turn away on top of his feet. Uh, before you go, I'm sorry to cut in, but the picture was a skull picture. Yeah. Yes, it was a picture of a skull. Yeah. Which and makes it even creepier. That's what's kind of weird, right? It's just a little eerie there. Uh, well, no, I mean, it's it's more than just that. It, there's several instances of people just shopping around and shit falling off. There's several uh, video footage of pictures flying off the wall. Um, And it, what it's weird is... A lot of the stuff they focus on in the show, they are, are pictures. So that's what's a little weird about it. Yep. But, I mean, you have people who are there shopping and that you'll see the CCTV footage of no one's around this object. Like, there's a lot of pillars holding this building up and they have shelves on those pillars. Something will just completely fall off the shelf and everybody around is like, what the fuck? Like, what just happened? Go ahead, Adrian. No, go ahead. Okay, no, hold well, well, he's just, I just had like, ding, light bulb, fucking hunter light bulb moment. What if, Adrian, look at me. What if, Adrian, look at me. What if there's something above, because it, it looks like, it looks like it's a work live kind of situation. You know, downtown Denver where they have, you know, like a, a coffee shop, a fucking dildo shop and a fucking apartment, right? Mm-hmm. What's above this place that may be these pillars? While we're talking, I want you to look that up because- this is where okay your size your little thing with the with the columns right there could be some fucking movement like we could maybe scientifically explain some of the stuff who knows but there's this one episode not one episode there's this one clip on the CCTV where towards the front door towards the glass uh, panes to the street there's like this weird bike stop sign thing that's together or whatever the whole piece it's like on a stand literally topples over into a wall. Like a heavy piece. We're not talking a picture frame. We're not talking a book. We're not talking like a, a fluffy doll. Like a literal metal structure topples over with no one in the, the shop. That's where I can't really explain some of this stuff. Like you have the glass breaking. You have these small things breaking. And then you have these large objects moving. I don't fucking know. Um, I think it's... I think it could be attributed to a couple of things, obviously, because we're not from there that we don't know around that area. It's something we probably didn't look up, but I can understand pictures hanging up flat against the wall. Depending on how it's hung up, you know, they have the small little picture hangers that had the teeth on them. If it is a work situation and there is someone above or whatever it may be, I could see how there could be some vibrations going on from whatever that may be up there, but... Uh, unless, you know, whatever their soccer team just won and they're freaking the fuck out up there. Like, that has to be a lot of reverberation. That one makes more sense to me. The ones in the pillar, you can see clearly in the video that they're not sitting straight up. They're angled, so they're leaning against the back of the wall. So that has to be enough force to push that 
from an angled position forward and then off the shelf. Now, there could be train tracks. I know there's a lot of trains and I know there's a lot of trolleys that go through. Adrian's shaking his head. I like so all these British, <laughs> these British uh, jokes you're making. Football club, trolley carts. It's not jokes. It's fucking culture. <laughs> it's, it's cracking me up. I do like that you pull that up because it's right next to a highway. Okay. So okay. Okay. that could be it. I mean, there could be, for whatever reason, if it maybe was poorly constructed, constructed on the outside and there was just a lot of reverberation from what was going on. That's... That's where I'm going to get speculatory on that. Sure. But like I said, when it comes to these pictures leaning up against a wall and falling face forward, that takes a lot of effort. Talking about structural things that could happen within it, if let's say we're looking at physics-wise and you have a picture that's leaning backwards at a 45-degree angle, the easiest way, if it was disturbed within an earthquake, something... And that pillar would to move is it would kick backwards. Well, within these videos, it falls forward towards the people. It has so, like a forward momentum. To, it pushes itself over that 45 yeah, degree. If I was a skeptic, I would say there would be a string attached to the top of it and someone pulled it. And that's a good point. Is it? I, it, it is a great point because when you're looking at it, it, it does look like that. But in many of the surveillance footage, there's like, that just people walking by and it's not people that own the shop. It's not people that work there. It's people that are there to shop. So why would they choose a picture that's known to be haunted? And this is before it get, got mainstream and people started thinking, oh, this place is paranormal. This is when people were just trying to go to an antique shop, see some, I guess, vintage stuff, even though it's some weird ass crap. Uh, but these pictures are falling off in weird, abstract ways. Well, and, and that's the thing, to, to back that up, and again, me saying that this is paranormal is, you know, if it was a string, well, it would have some, that string would have some force to it. So if someone were to pull on it, it's going to fall flat on its face. Like, it'll right. go forward, it'll go, and otherwise, that string would have to be brought down as it makes its flips, and you would see that. That's so, a good point. Because that's the thing, when these things fall, they make one or two flips before they actually land on the ground. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, like, someone is just pushing it from behind, from the very top and flipping it out. Yeah, I agree. And let's give Danny Parker some credit, because he's the main voice of on, on the show that we see of him. He's a skeptic. He has no belief in any of this shit until these events accumulate. One such event that kind of fucked with him a little bit was... This rocking horse that he had brought in, he had bought. He thought he actually didn't really intend to sell it. He said if he sold it, it'd be great, but he intended to have it more as a window piece. And in one of the CCTV clips, when um, no one was in the shop, it started rocking. Right? Not that weird, you know. There could be wind. You know, there's kind of a lot of explanations for that. Yet, if you watch in the video, the way this thing rocks, like rhythmically, it doesn't have a motion of. I just push this. I'm pulling a string because to pull a string, you have to, there's a certain, there's a certain ebb and flow to doing that. It literally, he tried to recreate it. He could not recreate this rock because he was trying to recreate it because someone was sitting on it. And this will go into some theories on, on what this poltergeist is. And I don't want to spoil it, but he could not get the rocking chair to replicate. Well, and I can get that because the, if I haven't seen it, but, you would have to get a very forceful initial rock to get the momentum to push it all the way back to have the tension to get it to continuously rock. So if you're watching this, you would see if someone was pulling a string, it would have to be a very abrupt first pull to get it to start the rocking motion until you could get that energy back and forth to keep it continuous. This is like an old rocking chair too. Yeah. This, there's there's a couple factors at play here that I'm going to kind of, you know, I'll play with, but... That this is believe it all this shit or not this isn't the creepiest shit because what else has happened in this place actually started to give me chills it started to get a little more serious well I think this is when we start playing with Hunter's thoughts now and we start going into what we believe it is and I'm going to show Chase a nice little live view of this clip that he hasn't seen that I found and I want him to tell me what he thinks it is I love when we do this shit in real time. Because it just, the genuine reactions on Chase's face as I stare intimately into his eyes to see what he discovers. You know what's wild is before they, you know, went over this fucking eight times, I immediately saw that orb. There's a lot of fucking, 
as you're watching, just cut me off. There's a lot of orbs in these footages, like big orbs all the fucking time. And nobody in the goddamn show says a thing about it. It's like these, these paranormal investigators don't know what an orb is. It, I don't know. It, it could be a lot of energy within the place. It could be a dusty. I yeah. Mean, it, but I'll give you that. The, the crazy thing within the clips and the ghost orbs is there's many, like, you, you see dust. And you see, you know, spiders crawling across it. You, you just start eliminating all these factors that are within it. And it's crazy when you just see a bright light within the CCTV camera because it's gray and black and you could just see it come within a second and then leave within another second. Gone. So this is actually a great opening to my piece of this. Why I actually, I'm still, like I said, I'm still very skeptical about this. There. There's too many. There's too many things in modern times that make me believe that this could be a hoax. But I will stand on the soap soapbox this time. This is actual paranormal. The thing that caught me off guard when I started watching the show and why I wanted to bring this topic up is it's very typical of a paranormal show. You have people on there that are paranormal experts, air quotes, and they they come up with like. Everything is like, oh my God, this paranormal. Oh my God, I believe that. Oh my God, this happened for this reason, blah, blah, blah. When you can look at this shit and be like, this is absolute, complete bullshit. If you wa- if you watch that episode on Discovery Plus, they kind of jump around between the different stories. And the one previous to that, there is another haunted like restaurant or something in the UK, I believe is what it was. They brought in one guy who, um, he's a professional with cameras. That engineer, he was yes. a he was a electrical or mechanical engineer. Yes. This guy was fucking smart, very smart. And so what he was able to do is he was able to create a camera that would only activate when something walked through it, or something something would trigger a sensor, and that would it was turn very the complex. On. I honestly couldn't follow it. It was yeah. it was so complex. But it uh, it, it would only f- uh, follow a response for a certain amount of time, like 10, 30 seconds, whatever it was. And so they have this clip of where they believe it's a ghost in there. And it, the camera activates and you have this thing that looks like it comes through like a a walking apparition. But if you really look at it and just based off the reaction of the paranormal investigators, again, air quotes, you know how easy it was? He's, you can see where it's set up in the room. You have all this space. Someone could be walking behind and literally just drop a string in front of it. And then that would activate the camera. And that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a string comes through. And these people are like, wow, that's crazy. I can't believe they caught this footage. It's a ghost. It's not a fucking ghost. They start talking about the Barnsley poltergeist. They're genuinely like, wow. They have, this they is have crazy. little to say. They have very little to say. And the thing about it too is, I think what catches them off guard is that the actual paranormal investigator that went and did this was so professional about it. She was so cool and collect. I want to I meet this chick. If you're, please, Lord God, if you're out there, please Get on our podcast. Yes. Her name, what the fuck is her name? Jane. Jane Harris. Yes. Get out of here. Get, come to America. Come come witness goddamn America. Come check out Riverdale Road with us. Oh. So that's all another story. But that's so, a hint. So that honestly is is why I am I'm believing in this story solely because it's not the typical reaction. It's not the the bullshit, let's make this a show so people actually watch it and everything. It's a legitimate like, wow, that's wild. Like I can't believe that actually happened. I can't explain it. And that's what really draws me to the paranormal is shit you can't explain. Yeah. When people can explain it, I don't believe it. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before we move on, because I know Adrian's on, on, his, on his hot seat. What, um, what did you think of that video you just watched that Adrian had you watch? That it was, I'm assuming it was the apparition, like the weird fog thing, Yeah. Right? The, no, I didn't show him the one with the oh, fog. God, no shit. I showed no him bad. the one with the child walking past. Did you see the apparition? I didn't see the child. What did you, what'd you see? I just saw the, well, okay. I thought that was an orb. The one when it was the separated... Um, Different cameras, and it was Adrian, one pulled the up bottom. again. Pulled up again. Yeah, I, I need to see this because there. Okay, so while he's pulling that up, it's similar, similar thing. There's grid, right? There's a grid yeah. of all these different uh, camera and it's, angles. And it's the bottom and middle, and that's why I actually believe this story because when she investigates, when Jane Harris investigates it with uh, with Danny Parker, the owner, they they go in with the camera crew and they reference the CCTV, like when the lantern, the lantern, the candle lantern breaks. 
they see it break um, with the camera crew. They kind of go look at it and inspect it. Then they go back to the CCTV and actually watch it happen, which I just, I fucking love because most of the time these paranormal shows, like you said, they just fucking hype it up, hype it up, hype it up. But in this one, they, they go back and they give you a little bit more of a taste. I think with this weird CCTV thing that, that you see the orb and whatnot, it's twisted. It's, it's, it's eerie. I can't, I, I, and this is, this one I'm skeptical on because I'm not sure exactly what is going on as we're watching an ad and contributing to, yeah. to capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, like I said in the uh, previous episodes, um, orbs, I fucking love orbs. Orbs get me. And that's, I hundred percent believe in it. Cause like I said, I, I believe I've seen an orb in my house. Um, well, while you watch this live on the podcast, it's basically, I, I don't know what room it is in the CCTV, which would have been really nice because within the videos, I don't know how people could edit videos because I'm not really tech, technological, but he's taking a video through his phone through the CCTV recorded. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. And that's how he's videotaping everything. It's not like he's just pulling one camera up and he's taking that footage. It's like the whole grid of his entire system, which is like 20 something camera. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, and I think that camera that we're referencing, are we referencing the fog or the? Yes. We we have both of them that he's watching right now. I think it's the basement. And which is crazy because on that YouTube one, and the reason why I like this YouTube one is these people maybe have 3K views on it. And you could tell that they they put in their best effort and, well, it didn't look the best, nothing, but their theories behind it was, hey, let's go look in this basement. And it could have been bullshit. I thought it was bullshit. Oh, I see it now. What do you yeah. see? What do you see? Describe it. Give me, I, give me the juice. I can't say it's a child, but I see a figure. It's like a small figure. And okay, I'm just gonna because say you it. could see it. You could see the the crown of the head, and you can see the yes. edge of the shoulders, and that's it. I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm 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 spoiling this, boys. There is there has a theory that this whole poltergeist, this whole activity that's going on, is not is not. And I use this word a lot. It's not malevolent. It's it's a good spirit, and it's children. And this is where I will fight on a fucking pedestal. <laughs> what? I, I'm putting my foot fucking down. Oh, fuck me, man. What did I just say? I, I do want to say, within the Poltergeist episode, I went on a pedestal, and I will take back my KFA fact checks from that one, because I said, I believe it's within the building that Poltergeist activity are happening. But, well, I did more research, and I wanted to get down to everything Poltergeist activity is actually very violent, and it is known within the poltergeist community that these latch on to individuals. Yes, can I know. I get a, can I get a praise over here, please? Yes. <laughs> I, I, didn't yes. Have to go, <laughs> I didn't have to go on this pedestal to hype you up. So just just take the credit where it's Simmer down, Thank boy. You. Thank Simmer you. Down. I appreciate it. So since it latches on to an individual... It's something that wants to mess with the individual and mess with everything within the individual. It wants to draw energy, right? It wants yes. to yes. take. It wants nothing but to take from them. But through fear, anxiety, and emotion. But this 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 poltergeist, the theory is it's a child. It's uh, a, it's an adolescent spirit. So Right. Well, hold on. So while you guys were kind of talking earlier, I was very curious about my point about the, the black plague. I was looking it up actually. So the map that I found that they actually provide a lot of the plague sites are, it looks like it's around London mostly, which isn't, it, it is, it's a uh, South. Fuck, well, I no, I, I, so I looked it up cause I was curious. Yorkshire is actually very far North from <laughs> very far fucking North. <laughs> London is far South. Yes. God. So, um, I actually had to go into another website or to, to figure this out. So I, I don't know how true this is because it's literally the first one I pulled up. I'm just going to stick with it. It's uh, kirkleyscousins.co.uk. So I don't know if they're real or not, but whatever. It does have a lot of history in the Black Plague. And it talks about Yorkshire um, specifically. And so this is a very, uh, it's actually highlighted. I think it's very important. The Black Death pandemic is estimated to have killed about a third of the world's population and up to 50% in Yorkshire. And that takes me back to why I do my little history buff. This fucking town 
has been known since the early 1080. And, well, back then, it, there was only 200 people that lived in Barnsley. But ever since that book was made, people have been going there because it's a large market town. And while this Black Death was happening, I could see many of deaths happening within this little town. And I could see deaths happening right there where the antique center is. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to say that there's more than just a poltergeist here. Okay. I think there's a lot of entities. And I think they're just all over this town, obviously, because there's there's a lot of activity that goes on. So... When I see an orb, I'm not going to say that's a poultry guy. I'm going to say I saw an orb. That little apparition of whatever it could be, probably a child because it's rocking on a little seahorse. Sure. But when you get down to the the fact of glass breaking, pictures falling, people being obviously disturbed by things happening in the shop while they are shopping unknowingly, that's poultry guy's activity. Okay. I'll roll with you on this, Chase. Because I have to roll with you because of the bad, the bad man in Slainsville. Because... We had children, spirits warning the family of the bad man, right? The yes. the malevolent spirit. This okay. So let's let's. This is a good transition. Let's go into the investigation that Jane Harris conducted, okay? Because I think this is a good a good turning point. When she very first enters the investigation, she feels a very uneasy feeling, and call it intuition, call it whatever you want. She doesn't feel welcome, okay? That could be the bad spirits. Okay, she gets in the goddamn place. She feels uneasy. She does not feel welcome. Maybe that's the spirit, the the, the bad man spirit. Maybe the kids playing on the on the rocking horse, uh, knocking over the skull painting onto the kid so he would buy it. Maybe those are more friendly ghosts. But the fact of the matter is, the minute that chick, get, uh, Jane Harris, gets into the into the, the the shop and starts setting up, shit happens. It starts with the, the lantern, okay? The lantern glass breaks. They review it. Creepy. Got it. Another thing that they do is they want to turn the lights off, right? And this is one thing I want, before we move forward is when you turn the lights off in a paranormal investigation, you're going to let your mind play tricks on you because in the dark, you see things, you feel things that may not be there. It's the, the classic thing that we always talk about on our episodes is, is the power of the subconscious and the mind. We can't, we can't say it's credible or not. But one thing they do in this investigation is they do light a bunch of candles. But one weird thing, I know you saw this, Adrian, is when he, the shop owner, when Danny turns off the lights and she has her little LED flashlight, the minute he turns off the lights, she has a flashlight on previously before he turns off the lights. The second he turns off the lights, the flashlight turns off. And then when he turns it back on, the flashlight works. And then it doesn't work for a little bit, then it works again. And you know... I have to assume the credibility of this chick because she seems super professional. She's got fresh batteries. There's another instance that I'll talk about. It's strange. Well, I mean, if it really is real, that's one of the signs of parent, uh, poltergeist activity is they mess with electrical shit. Yep. So that starts, right? So as as she begins the investigation, you got the lantern, now you got the flashlight. Okay, next thing that happens. This one, this one got me. It got me more than the glass because it it's you can't fucking you can't make this up. You cannot alter this stuff. So she pulls out her video camera. In, in in real time, and she shows a little screen, a little flip-out screen. This is like 2014, right? So technology is pretty okay. She shows up the flip-out screen, shows the, the camera full battery, okay? Full battery. She turns on the night vision setting, setting, and the battery goes zero and turns off. And she repeats this. Every time she tries to turn on the, the night vision to maybe capture some, some night activity, it turns off. It's like the poltergeist does not want to be viewed in the night. That one, that one gave me, how could you alter that? How could you fuck with the batteries all in one take? There's no cuts. There's no, there's no editing. I don't know. I mean, again, it's, it's so hard for me. Like I'm trying to stay on this pedestal, but again, like sometimes it just seems so fucking cheesy. <laughs> I get it. Like, but she's so professional. Yes. I will she's give you so that. so fucking professional. Yeah. Are you ready for the next? This is where it gets really creepy. Okay. Well, I, it's already gotten creepy. I want to get. I want. I keep. I keep escalating this, but this is this is the climax right here. This is the this is the big point. So, and Adrian, you, I'm sure you saw this because this. I remember texting you with you about this because this was hype. When when they they sep- So what I really respect about Jane is they separate each other in the rooms. Right. This yeah. is a great technique, and I hope we do this when we start doing some of our amateur ghost hunts. Is we put Chase in one room, Adrian in another, and me in another. Walkie we're all walkie talkies, baby. baby. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely fucking yeah. So they separate each other. And she sits down in front of night vision. She turns the lights off and she tells Danny, she goes, Oi, Danny, I need you to, <laughs> I need you to, to, to tell the ghost to do something. 
And he's like, all right. I'm me blind me, mate. I did it. And so she, so he, 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 he first, and I, I'm chronologically, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but he, he, at one point he says to the ghost, uh, touch her shoulder or move her hair. And the second he says that before, before anything could process, she goes, did you just tell that ghost to touch my hair? No joke. She fucking says, did you just do that to me? And she's like, I felt something touch my hair. That- and he goes, yeah, I did that. What do you think? The the fact is, I want to believe it so much. I, I really do. I want to believe that she felt something touch her hair, but because we have to view it from a point where people are trying to make money off of other people and everything that they do, they could either make it where they have earphones within their ears and she hears him say hey ghost how about you touch her hair and then she's like oh, all of a she sudden she don't got no earphones though it's all walkie talkie you never know that how how can you tell me i i didn't see no headphones i, I don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna stand on that you see her kind of move her head a little bit she also records and, I, and you can't really make this up either she records like a like a four to eight te- degree temperature drop out of nowhere as she feels that that touch on the shoulder Carbon monoxide. <laughs> I thought I thought Adrian was in on this. I, I thought, thought he was, was really too, interested yeah. in this shit. No, He's I, totally spe- skeptical. Yeah, I took the pedestal against you guys today. You little donut. Uh, he always God. takes the pedestal against us, asshole. Yeesh. Okay, so she, oh yeah, so she sits in front of there. Temperature drops. Hair touch. She gets some weird feelings. Right. So they move on to the next part. They move on to the the next device. They they use a spirit box. If you don't know what a spirit box is. It scans certain radio frequencies and it and it finds avenues for spirits to talk to us. Yeah, what what it does is it sweeps a whole wide variety of AM and FM radios, whatever you specify. And so theoretically, the whole point is that the ghosts can talk through or spirits, whatever you want to call them, entities can um, project their voice through that static that that um, air and space, basically. My only thing on that with the spirit box, unless it's very clear. That is something that's not going to be on a radio, then I, I will believe it. But for Christmas, my brother actually got me a spirit box and we were testing it in my house. Sometimes if you're on the right, it will pick up legitimate radio stations and you can hear them talking. Now, if you're not on that exact knob, like let's just say you listen to regular radio and you're trying to tune through the, the stations, you know, when you're going through the static and like, you just barely pick up some other radio station, but not enough to really hear it. There's still a lot of static. That's kind of what happened. So that's why I'm a little skeptical on the spirit box, but I'm going to roll with it because we have a pretty legitimate clip that might actually make sense with this. Yeah. So she has, as she does the spirit box, she, it's hard to, it's hard to make out. And this is my greatest and biggest complaint, even with, with ghost adventures, which is, is good top quality entertainment. You, they they slow these clips down and they they show the audio multiple times and some 99% of the time or not 99 85% of the time I don't hear what they're saying but she says right as as it's talking you hear some un- inaudible sound and she's like did you guys just see that she said kill 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 three times and then it cuts back in the show and it goes to the paranormal investigators and they're like when a ghost repeats itself three times you know it's fucking serious so I, and I think this is a very interesting point too, when it comes to being, you know, speculatory to this, when you do see these shows, they always make sure to preference like you just did. And I was going to try and warn you not to do oh, fuck to say what you think, what they think it says. So I can, I could tell you right now and, and give you some audio clip and say, did you hear that? It sounds like where's Waldo. Your brain is now going to be trained to think, Oh, I think I hear well, where's Waldo. I think it's very important that when they do this, they just play the clip and they say, okay, what do you think that sounded like? And now you can all agree and say, okay, no, I thought I said this or I said that. I'm going to write that off as bullshit. If nobody said what I thought it said and everybody came up with the same conclusion afterwards, then I might believe it. And that's that's the hardest part about all this is is you hear these these voices. I don't know. And she says, kill, kill, kill. She kind of freaks out a little bit. It was cool. It well, was hey, eerie. Let's play the audio real quick for you. And then you can be the judge of what you think it is. Yeah, let's listen. Suddenly, four hours into the investigation, the obelisk springs into action. 
Okay, so in, in further, further analysis, and I, I missed up the, the order of the timeline. They use this device, this other device, before they go to the spirit box. And I can't remember the name of it. Shame on me. Slap me on the butt. I'm sorry. But this device they use, they, they link together. And, ah, god damn it. And they link together. And um, she, she talks to it and it says, kill, kill, kill. Okay? All right. So in a last ditch, ditch effort, this is like three or four hours into the investigation, they pull out the spirit box and they sit, Danny and her and, and Jane sit together and they are trying to communicate with the spirit box. The cool thing is the minute they sit down, they get a, a bunch of reaction and then it nothing. And then they ask, and this is where I respect this investigation because she says, listen, sometimes when you're investigating, you're talking with a poltergeist or any spirit, they use a lot of their energy. They, they use a lot of it to, to, to manifest certain things. We saw a lot of activity with the glass breaking, the, the electrical malfunctions, the weird shit. And sometimes they use it all up and that's it. That's all they got to give. And in that moment, she's like, I think this ghost has given everything it's got to give. He busted his nut. Hey. <laughs> well, and that's that the good. thing too is she does, they don't really display a lot of fear on this. Like, I don't know. It is, it's just shit happens. And like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like they're, they're very genuine about the whole thing. So I could see that. I mean, I, I, if, if it's, the whole theory behind a poltergeist is it gets its energy through fear and, and like we mentioned, anxiety, depression, all the shit, hormonal shit. If it's not getting any of that reaction, like you see in some of the CCTV where people are freaked out when they're just shopping there, it's not going to be able to get any energy out of you. So it's like you said, yeah, I could I could totally understand how it could shoot its load like that and be done. Yeah, and I, re- I, respect, I respect Jane because at the end of the investigation, she says – Look, I think there's possibly something going on. I can't exactly say what it is or if, if it's multiple entities or, or just one. But she said, I definitely believe something's going on. Then it cuts to Danny, and the owner, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm more of a believer than I ever was. I think seriously something's going on. And then for two years after this, this investigation, shit continues. Shit is still happening to this day. And yeah, it, we, we could play devil's advocate and say this was all a ploy to get people to his shop. Doesn't he doesn't have that much traffic on social media as much as I can find? He's got some shows and shit on it, but makes me want to go. But what about the locals? I don't know. That's a great point that you bring up because it is a large market town, which I could understand if they went in. They're like, you know, it'd be great. We have a fucking poltergeist here. Let's bring in a bunch of revenue, get people to come here. They buy a bunch of things thinking it's haunted, you know. But from Looking into the research, trying to find more and more stuff about the Barnsley Antique Center, there's nothing to find on it. And the only credible sources we could find is off of clips. And if they really wanted to market this, they would have fucking marketed it. Yeah, this ain't no Lorraine Warren bullshit. That's a really good fucking point. It's like the Slainsville, too, where we couldn't really find enough we found one or two good credible sources and the rest of it was speculative. Maybe this this is this is as good as it's going to get maybe. Well, wow, what a great story. And wow. We will give you guys the clips and you could email us on what you think. Yes. I hope you guys enjoyed uh the Barnsley Poltergeist as much as we did cuz what a fantastic story. I mean, this is one like I said that actually makes me believe that this could be real like this not isn't just a hoax. And someday we will we'll go visit. Uh, that would and be we'll let you know. fantastic. We'll let you know. But and what? What? Go ahead. You sure? Yeah, I was going to transition over to you, but I was going to do that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you guys transition me at the same time? <laughs> you guys so, look at each other trying so, to figure it out. There is a new follower, follower that <laughs> <laughs> That was great. That was great. We have a huge shout out to give today. Huge. huge. We have like a legitimate, awesome fucking follower that is trying to get involved with the podcast. And so we want to give a big shout out. And I believe we even have a spooky story from him. Yeah, he's our first purgator. Our, our legit first purgator. Beyond the girlfriends and the wives and the fiancés and the moms and dads and best friends. This is like our legit fan. Hell yeah. Makes me happy. So I want to shout him out because everybody deserves a little shout out. This is Joseph, the main man, Joseph. And he sent me a little note on Instagram of a a creepy thing that happened to him uh, one night with his wife. And I wanted to read it really quick. So one night about two 30, 3 AM, I was playing some late night games with the boys. 
My wife was passed out on the couch. Adjacent next to me, I was in my lazy boy. I had one ear covered, so as if it, if I was being too loud, I'd know. I'm sitting there playing when all of a sudden it was as, as if someone had come up behind me. Full lung blow of air to my ear, like a poof, made me jump back and stand up. I said meekly to my wife, babe, are you awake? As he turned to her to see if she was awake. No way she could have done it and hopped back on the couch without seeing me. So something, while he was playing games, on his couch and she's sleeping, blew in his fucking ear. And this guy, I'm not gonna, I'm not giving any like non-disclosure here, but he lives in New Mexico in Albuquerque and that's not necessarily the most friendly town in terms of spirits. There is some, there is some ancient shit there. There's, and he was telling me guys about, and I don't, I don't have details. I've done no research on this, but he was, he was mentioning this thing called like the, the Taos hum or the Albuquerque thing. I, I need to find it. And it's this weird, no unexplainable noise that some of the residents hear at random times. That they cannot explain. This it's dude crazy. was just like, this dude was just like a fucking ball of crazy, Fa- creepy paranormal sh- facts about his state and I was like Jesus Christ oh the Taos hum it's called the Taos mm-hmm. hum huh weird so uh, it's already giving me the chills <laughs> I know it's <laughs> such a it short is. little story and he's like have you ever heard of the Taos hum and I was we like had to look at that I want to know I want to fucking know and it looks it, like Adrian knows do you know what the he's Taos getting a little hum weird is? right now uh well all all I gotta say before we actually look into this and everything New Mexico has such a wide variety of Native American history and death. Always goes back to the Native American Folklore, witchcraft, all of it. And I think it could also go back to Skinwalker Ranch and some of that crazy stuff. (laughs) So I don't want to drop any of my fun facts that I have on that just yet. Yes. I got to save them up. I cannot wait till we do our Skinwalker Ranch. It's going to be a good one. I do want to thank our amazing follower for being so invested and, you know, reaching out, telling us a story. We really enjoy it, and we hope the rest of you start sending us over your creepy stories because we love sharing them. And you could always email us the great stories on our email at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com or do what he did and go to our Instagram, follow, follow us, at Stuck in this Purgatory, shoot us over a DM. Hunter will love to respond to you all day long. We had a great conversation with <laughs> Joseph and I. Oh my He's God. my new best friend. Oh my God, we were at work and it's just like ding, 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 ding. I'm like, holy fuck. It's fucking great. <laughs> I'm so hyped. And I am very proud to say this, that we have expanded our podcast to Stitcher, Google Podcast, and of course the usuals, Anchor and spotify so if you guys want to go look us up on any of those apps we are still stuck in this purgatory and there's one last thing i want you to follow is go look at our brand new twitter account we're sending out some funny tweets Tweet. I, I just tweeted about the hotel colorado and stanley hotel one so you. if you guys want to go look that up go look at our twitter it's the at is stuck purgators but our name is stuck in this purgatory and go look at our TikToks. We're coming out with some amazing clips. And as always, give us the Patreon love because we need your money. We need your money all the time. Uh, yeah, I just want to say I am so happy and thrilled that we have our first like legitimate follower that wants to communicate with us on a daily basis. So I really hope there's more of you out there that want to do it because we love it. I mean, you only learn more by talking to other people. Like We can only do so much through ourselves. So please, if you guys are inter- interested at all, just DM us. Doesn't matter if it's an email, Instagram, whatever medium you want. I don't give a fuck. Just talk to us. I would love to talk to you guys. Um, and we all also are looking at getting into other uh, mediums for your listening pleasure. So if you guys have a preference on where you guys like to listen, please let us know because we will try and get on there as much as we can. I think our next step will be Apple Podcasts, but that's a pretty huge step because there's a lot involved with that. So just look forward to that as well. Hopefully we can get on that point. And once again, as always, I love to repeat myself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you all. And thank you for your support. He said that three times. Maybe I'm a ghost. Power of threes. <laughs> Angelic numbers. Angelic numbers. Dave, are you out there? Dave? <laughs> I can't wait to listen to You'll fucking laugh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Um, guys, and, and I like to reiterate what Chase said. We're, we're so lucky to do this. We are the organic growth that we're getting and the, the amount of listeners that we're getting and girls, actually girls are listening to us. Crazy. <laughs> Don't take that the wrong way, please. <laughs> I'm just thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. He is not thrilled. looking for a mul- multiple wives. This is not polyamorous. I, I am married and happy. Thank you. But I am so happy that we are doing this well and we're having so much fun and you guys are engaging us and we're having a great time. And it, it's not possible without you guys. And Please, 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 again, the Patreon really does help us so that we can create more quality content, so we can do better research. We can get these guys not snow plowing for freaking 40 hours this week. That would be great for my own sanity. And guys, just remember, we are all stuck in this purgatory. 